All right, so whew, this piece hits me in a really weird way. Like when I smoke it, like it gets me, it doesn't have that much water in it. So the way it hits, it almost hits like it's like a really low water level pipe. So it's like so much like terps and heaviness um, to the smoke. You would think it would, like with how crazy this design is that it would like lose flavor, be like oversat, like it'd be, you'd, you'd oversaturate the smoke in, in the vessel or in water. And it's just, it's not, it hits you. We got sound. All right, cool. Whoa. Oh, that's strong. <coughs> oh, fuck. <coughs> wow, that Fortismo. Mm. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 112 of the podcast. Today, we're at the home studio, um, but still getting farther and farther on the new big uh, Bear Mountain Studios commercial space that we are at last week. Probably next week, we'll do a little tour of everything that we've done so far. We're still obviously waiting for equipment to come, lathes, this and that, saws, but the shell will be ready and just be ready to plop equipment in, which will be really nice. Today's episode, we're going to be smoking the mini pump station, not so mini but it is much smaller than the 14 mil. It's like half the size of the 14 mil. And this is one solid piece where the 14 mil has removable parts because it was actually so big that you couldn't really make it on one handle or fit it in a kiln unless it was two parts. This one I did all one piece and we'll talk about it a bit and some of the things I would adjust on it or I want to on the next one because I'm starting to really figure out this function. And like I said in episode 111 from last week, this is kind of like the skeleton or the insides of like some more like abstract and like fun pieces I want to make as far as like doing the dab crane and shit like that. That isn't the end goal of this, but like this, this is like kind of like one of the components that would work in that. Uh, but first this morning, we're just going to smoke this joint of Fortismo, drink some coffee and uh, yeah, get ready. We have a Sunday sale this fucking weekend. This is the October Sunday sale. I guess it's today, the day this episode comes out. Um, and after this October sale, there's only two more drops left this year. To the public which is the november and then the december drops we just do one a month um but those november and december drops i'm gonna try and make huge like i'm gonna like i haven't been sleeping already but for the last month i've been splitting my time between remodeling this new studio and then working at night uh here um so in november i should be able to be full force like going on just glass blowing again so november and december we're gonna have our real real big drops today we have a nice little drop though um everything we have colored micros color 10 millimeter double diffuse full color 14 mil standards and full color 14 mil double diffuse along with all those coming clear as well so we have the clear and full color variations of our four core designs i also have like a three by two a couple other like special pieces not a huge sunday sale but it's there's some really nice unique and new color combos in there um boys are getting better and better come on join don't go out mm. Mm. all right Oh, oh God, this Mortismo. It's, it's like hash. Oh my God, I wasn't ready. When you smoke weed and hash all night and then go to bed at like 2, 3 in the morning and then wait back up at 6.30 a.m., you basically never stop smoking hash or weed. You just, you just like took like a three-hour tolerance break where you just were sleeping. Like... So like I feel like I've just been raging joints all night, and I just lit this one. It's my first smoke of the day. Actually, my first smoke of the day technically was at two thirty in the morning, but first smoke after my nap. Um, and the, oh my god, <coughs> I don't know why it's hitting me like that. That's how you know it's good. I just cracked this jar of Fortismo. I just bought it yesterday. It's from Green Dot. It's really really good. Mm. But 
really hashy. My God, such fire weed. It's crazy. It's crazy how good that green dot weed is. Nuts for dispensary weed. Oh yeah, but it's crazy how good the boys are getting at this color mix and we're able to have so many new colors now and they're blended so well. Um, so we've got a bunch of micros dropping. They're all new color combos like this Calypso peach that <coughs> Mike seeded. Absolutely beautiful. Didn't go red at all. It's just nice, bright blue and that peach color. Just awesome. Um, so it's nice to see the progress and the color and everything everyone's doing. Hopefully the new studio too brings even more progress to that stuff where people are just like so psyched and motivated and just crush even harder. <coughs> Man, we're getting so fucking close. So I'm just like, like I said last episode, I'm at that point where it's like, it's getting really close, which is almost like more stressful because you're nearing the end of it and you're like, oh God, we're gonna have to like move in there and then start working from there. Like what are some of the problems we're gonna run to, into and all that shit. Like I just finished ventilation yesterday. That took me over a week. I did not expect it to take so long, but it's a huge ventilation system. Everything was super heavy. I didn't really think about it and I did it all by myself. So when you're doing it by yourself, you kind of have to like set up stuff where you like put, put one half of it on like a ladder and then the other half on the lift and bring it up. Like can't just like throw it up there. You have to like build staging for each part so that you can get it level and put it in properly. So that actually when you assemble the whole thing, the whole thing actually fits together. Um, but I've never done a, a ventilation system that large, but I learned a lot on it. And like doing this whole studio remodel has kind of made me and my dad, even though he's like almost 70. So I'm like, dude, how many more of these you're gonna fucking build me? You're fucking old as hell. Um, but I, I look, I, I, me and him did this and we had a great time building this shop. And I'm like, man, it makes me wanna like build other studios in Colorado just for rental. Just so that like, you know, here's rental studios for other glassblowers. Like it was, it's really fun remodeling them and the way we did it. <coughs> was for as much that we did it's as affordable as you could do it with how nice everything is at this new spot and like i'd like to build more of these around colorado because i feel like people like i've already had so many people reach out to me to rent at this spot but i'm like this isn't really a rental space this is for bear mountain studios but it makes me go like fuck dude i need to like buy get another building and remodel that for just for rental um because there's so many glass blowers that are looking for like a clean, efficient, nice, professional place to work. And uh, it's tough. It's tough to find that as a glass blower. And if you do find it, it's typically, you know, very expensive or not available. But honestly, what we're building isn't even available. Like, there's really not places that, like, how, like, how we're doing it. Like, not saying that we're doing it right. I'm just saying specifically how we're doing it with how clean and over the top, like, and professional it all is in there. It's just, uh, you know, it's not what I'm used to anyways. I mean, five years ago, I was working without ventilation. I was just, my first five years of glass blowing, I had no ventilation. Actually, my first, 19, yeah, I six years. My first six years, no ventilation. Just I just had like a fan in the wall and then like a tube going through the room, but it wasn't like hoods that were catching the fume or the gases or the heat. It was just like anything that went by that hole got sucked out. So I was part of the ventilation back then. I would just be breathing it all in you know, just sucking up all whatever was burning off the glass. But now, you know, the way that we're doing things, it's like, you know, this is honestly why I probably feel better and more focused nowadays too, because I'm not all like fucking spun out on, you know, carbon monoxide and shit, you know? <coughs> that shit will fuck you up. You need to get some of that. And some other like off-gassing. Because when you're heating up this material, it does does shit. Plus you're using propane, you know? So you're burning a fuel source. Yeah, but the biggest thing with building up these studios is finding places that they'll let it happen. Cause it, it would suck to put all that money into it and then have someone not let you do it. That's the one thing I worry about. I've put everything into this and if some dub shit happens, you know, I don't want to do what if so. That's that's there's enough people out there going, What if this happened? What if that? but either way. It is scary making an investment in something like that because you never know. You never know what, you know, the fucking local bureaucrats will do or think or how they'll handle it. But either way, we're doing everything right and up to code, so fuck it. Fuck it. But, you know, they could change the code on you. They could go, oh, no, now this is like this. And you're like, motherfucker. But my attorney says if anything like that happens, like, by basically the people who protect us legally are like, don't worry about none of that shit. That's why you pay us. I'm like, God damn, dude, you guys are expensive.
Like, I mean, it's crazy how much, like, for me just to peacefully smoke hash all day and make bongs, I have to pay so many different people to just, like, protect me and help with stuff and from, like, accountants and bookkeepers and all that dumb business stuff. (coughs) Really opens your eyes, you know? When I was first doing, like, started a glass company, I was first blowing glass, and it was just me and Cassie. Like, we didn't have any of the guys working with us. It was just me and her just doing everything. You know, it was pretty easy to gauge our bills and go, oh, we need this much per month to survive. And you just make try to make that much and you're okay. Nowadays, it's like a mystery. I'm like, who else needs money? I'm just like, I guess I just got to just not stop working because there's always going to be like something I have to like pay for. That's growing up in the oh, fucking growing up's lame, dude. Sometimes, sometimes it's really cool. Like when you go buy weed and stuff, that's fun. But then like when you have to like pay bills and taxes and stuff, you're like, oh man, dude, this is lame. Lame as hell. Why do we trap ourselves with this? But really, at the end of the day, you realize anytime you go somewhere and there's lots of rules, lots of rules doesn't mean it's to make you safe or keep anything good. Lots of rules just means that they're trying to protect themselves from getting sued. When there's a ton of rules, yeah, you know that they're just trying to cover every little corner and aspect that you could find to sue them. So when you're in a country that has just tons of rules, it's just to protect the greedy from getting sued. You know, it's just what it is. You don't need that many rules to live a happy, healthy life. But you need a lot of rules if you don't want, you know, happy, healthy people going after you if you're being deceitful and shitty. So I, I say to my dad, I'm like, dude, fucking all these laws are just so that like evil people have loopholes to get out of doing evil things. Like you don't need that many laws if everyone's honest and looking out for each other. But you need a shit ton of laws when there's a bunch of evil people running shit because then they have loopholes to get out of doing evil stuff. They pay a lawyer and the lawyer looks at, oh, well, I found this code or this thing. Now, technically, you didn't do that. But yeah, it's crazy. This is all about glassblowing, guys. This is a glassblowing podcast. No, it's just more of those things like, as you know, like me, I've gotten in trouble, you know, legally and had things happen. And so, like, you start learning about the world and become less naive. And you're like, damn, dude, there's so many laws. There's like so many people involved and then you start to really break it down. And you realize you're like, oh damn, this is literally just to like, it rarely is that set up there to protect the honest, hardworking people. It's usually there so that the evil people have a loophole on loopholes on loopholes to get out of doing evil shit. Hmm. If you smoke more weed, like you have no interest in doing anything evil. So one thing about weed, like even at my angriest, when I want to fucking kill someone, dude, I'll smoke some weed and then I'll find myself an hour later while I'm blowing glass, staring in the fire, trying to figure out a way how to reach out to someone and tell them that, hey man, there's no problems. Like, I hope we're good. Like, no stress. And then I get sobered up and I'm like, I'm going to fuck them up. Like, it's so crazy how like peaceful weed can make you if you're that type of person. Of course, everyone's different. Some people smoke weed and have panic attack. Other people smoke it and have a munchie attack. You know, I get attacked by emotions, positive emotions, love. I get love attacked, dude. When I smoke weed, I'm like, damn, even my enemies. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Everybody, we're good. We're just chilling. Just keep Evan high and we're good. Doesn't even matter. Damn, this Ortiz one was good as hell, dude. Now it's like smooth. I was like getting rocked there in the beginning, I think. I think it was just like loosening up some shit in my chest. Now now that I talked about coughing, I'm going to do it again. (coughs) (coughs) It's probably all the fucking... Coffee and cream, you know what I mean? That shit makes you phlegmy too. Either way, last week I did feel like fucking shit though. That's the one thing about having like a fucking four-year-old dude. He's like, they bring everything home with them. Every little stomach bug, every little thing. And you're just, you're just at the, you know, mercy of the fucking viruses and stuff. It's crazy. It's so fucking hard to like plan things as someone with a small child because you're like, oh, three weeks from now, I might be sick. Like, it's, like, hard to really schedule anything enjoyable. And in these strange times, you really have to be extra cautious, not go places, like, sniffly and stuff. You don't want people to be like, yo, dog, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just trying to go to the fair, bro, and have fun. I got a little sniffles. Leave me alone. Um, I want to smoke more of this, but I think I should take some dabs before I get too lost and too stoned on this uh, mini pump station. Talk about it for a minute, again, before I get way, way too stoned. Um... So this one right here was given away on Patreon. We do uh, 
one big Patreon giveaway a month. Sometimes we give away multiple pieces in that monthly giveaway. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing this month. I asked people the other day. Everyone keeps asking for like a giant honey jar recycler, like a juggernaut honey jar, which I want to do, but I feel like I need to do it in my new studio space where my bigger kiln or bigger uh, lathe will be set up because the way I'm going to have to build this piece, like it might be a lot on the vertigos, like weight wise and stuff, the way the chucks hold the glass, but that's more of a, that's more of a really glass blower specific thing I'm talking about right there. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, we do monthly giveaways. This one was given away last month. This is the mini pump station. So it's like a, it's a triple bubbler with recycling qualities. Um, so basically what happens is you put your nail right here, which I will do and I'll take a dab on it and stuff, but you put your nail in the front chamber here. Uh, the smoke will travel down through the stem and it'll bubble in this chamber. The smoke will stack up through this middle line right here and go into this like disc right here in the middle. Now it's getting confusing. Then the smoke jumps down to here, goes through here into a perk inside this chamber. And then there's four uptakes around here. The smoke then goes up those uptakes and goes through this bottom chamber. And then it stacks up to here, climbs up to here. Then the smoke goes up to here and then it jumps through this arm then goes through this little shower head, then up, and then, you know, then you get it in your face and you feel cool, you know? But yeah, this is a really abstract, obscure design. It's something that I've had drawn up for a while, but it's not just this design. There's like, there's like a whole section of my sketchbook that's stuff like this, and I kind of take parts of them and put them together like, the pump station itself was drawn up ahead of time, but it was drawn on like three pages because when I was designing it, it's like, I'd always fill the page with like one section and be like, fuck, I don't have room. Cause it's such a crazy shape that it's literally like three different pages of parts. And when they're all put together, it makes this thing. <coughs> but there's other pieces that are like this too, that I've drawn out that I just haven't made yet. Well, I made one other one uh, that was a giveaway. I give, I give away a lot of these types of pieces because um, they're not ready for me to sell but I want people to use them and have them out in the world. And I mean, it'd be cool to keep every prototype and have them around, but they would just collect dust. I think it's a lot cooler when people get to actually use them and uh, give me feedback and stuff. Um, so if you look at this profile of this piece, it's like super skinny. Um, you look at this piece and it is big and like, you know, at certain angles, that's funny, right? Um, but this one actually is. Uh, and a lot of people see it and they're like, oh man, it's, probably holds a ton of water and this and that. I'm like, actually this thing is like so low water, what it actually holds for what, how like big it looks. It doesn't hold a ton of water. Um, which means it's, there's not like drag. It's very easy to smoke. Um, so the, what I changed about, sorry guys, I'm so stoned. I'm like, like looking at this thing and I'm just like remembering building it and, and not remembering building it at the same time. I'm like, oh, I don't remember doing this. It could be the sleep deprivation hash that kind of, the short-term memory is a little lost these days, but I made it at some point in the last couple weeks, I believe. But what's different about this one compared to the 14 mil, which I should have brought over, I have it right next to me, but it's so big, it's just gonna be in the way, um, is this one has this upper tube right here. Um, that upper tube is like a drain. So if the water stacks up in here, it can drain down to here. And then it has this little arm that hooks into this drain that's right here that goes into the foot but this drain's connected in two spots. So it drains water that's pumping up right here and it'll drain water here. Um, what I would change about this one, which I actually did on the initial design, but I didn't think it looked aesthetically nice. So I reshaped it all is I would actually make a directional thing that sprayed the water and smoke down this tube instead of just having it be an overflow like drain. Whereas anything that overflows just drips down, I'd have it more directional spraying down this tube. So then I could get a really aggressive drain. So what you would see visually when you were smoking it is you'd see water like pumping up while simultaneously draining right here. Then you'd see water pumping up here. Then you'd see a waterfall of water draining over the whole system itself and then back into the front. Um, so I'm going to make another one of these and uh, change up this section a little bit <coughs> with a directional. And I might not put a bubbler section on it. I might just do it like a mouthpiece where it just like ends. Um, so that, you know, I can just test the function without doing all this like extra fucking 
this extra bubbler on the back. The extra bubbler on the back is 100% not necessary, but it's just fun. And when you're doing videos with it, it's very like, it makes people like stop and go, what's going on there? Because it looks weird that there's like this whole bubbling smoking section that's hanging off the end of this pipe. And if you shoot it at the right angle, it doesn't even look like it should be fucking standing. Um, this one is just borderline like balanced. Um, if like, I mean, it's, it's super balanced with a nail on and everything, but like, just like this, if, if you don't have a, it'll stand without water in it too, but having water in it really helps give it like a more stable base. Um, if I ever sold these, I would, I would definitely do the bases a little bit bigger, but this was supposed to be way smaller. If you ignore like this whole top section here, when it was just this part, it was all looking really small. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Okay. I just, I went a little too crazy here. This, I should have done 12 mil instead of 16 on these. I should have done smaller uptakes here, but Hey, shit happens. Um, so it ended up bigger than I planned. So when I do another one, I'll probably adjust the size there too. And just keep playing around with it. Cause it's, it's different. It's weird. I'll take a dab on it now though. The last few days, like since we did the last podcast, like <coughs> was it only a last Wednesday? I don't even know, dude. Time has been so weird the past fucking two weeks because we've been working so much on the other studio. Um, and I've been staying up so late and making drops and stuff for Sunday sales that it's just everything is such a blur. And everything seems like it happened forever ago. But then people be like, oh, that was yesterday or that was five days ago. I'm like, wow, fuck, dude. That's what happens if you're not sleeping enough, which I'm about to be done with this. I told the boss lady and everyone else that, hey, once we're fucking done pouring the concrete, which we're doing like on Monday, I'm taking a break. Like, yeah, we'll have a finished studio sitting there with ventilation and everything. The only thing that won't have there is the equipment in it, but I'm not moving the equipment in. I'm taking a break for at least a week or two from working on that or putting equipment in there or anything. Because <coughs> I need to rest. I'm fucking, I'm dying over here. I'm fucking crushing so hard. But um, I abs I've like never in my life been like, I'm like, I need, okay, I need to rest. Like it has to happen because I'm like, I'm just going too hard. So once we pour that concrete Monday, that's it. We're going to fucking just leave the studio for a couple weeks, even though it'll all be done. All we'll have to do is hook up all the torches and stuff, which we could essentially do in one to two days. So it'd be fucking basically 48 hours from being able to work in there. And I am going to take two weeks off. That's basically where I'm at. That's how I'm like, I'm, that's how done I am. I even told him, I was like, I don't care. I was like, I don't even, I was like, the last couple nights before I come out and do the night shift, because I put in eight hours last night after working, you know, over eight hours at the fucking <coughs> other studio. But I told my wife when I was making my coffee and getting ready to come out for that night shift, I was like, I don't want to work on the studio anymore. I don't even want to blow glass. I don't want to do anything. I'm over everything. I quit. I quit everything. I've been quitting every night before work lately. I'm sure we've all been there before. <laughs> I love my job and I love this opportunity I have, but I am fucking, I am shot. I'm like, I quit. I quit, but not for real, but for now. Not for real, but for now. Definitely fucking about done. I don't care if I've spent all my money and I'm paying rent somewhere. I'll leave it closed. I'm taking a break. I don't care. That's how tired I am. Literally not even a financial smart move. Don't care. Too tired to care. I'll just smoke hash, bro. If I'm starting thinking about stuff, I'll just smoke some hash. Damn, but what, what accessory to use? You know? Maybe this one. Hmm. <laughs> Alcohol. Whoa, I gotta clean that. <coughs> oh my God, I'm dying today. This dab. Oh man. The other night, I took like my first dab after not dabbing for four or five days. Cause the last time I dabbed was like on the podcast and then I didn't dab for four or five days and I took a dab the other night and I took one and I took this one dab because I was like, I want to do a live video with Patreon cause I try to do them every night, but I haven't been doing them at night. And here's why, because I have not been able to smoke hash cause I was feeling under the weather last week. So it wasn't really possible to take dabs. But then once I finally recovered a bit, I was like, okay, time to try a dab to see if I'm capable of doing a live tonight. 
So five minutes before I was gonna go live, I was like, let's take a little dab and just test the waters. Let's see where we're at. Did a little test, uh, learned a lot. I uh, learned I wasn't ready to go live, learned I could not go live. I got so high, I was like hallucinating while I was on the torch and I was like, this is not safe, but this was, cr it was crazy. And it was like, I feel like I did mushrooms, like, and they were kicking in like heavy. And I was like, whoa, I was like, if weed did this every time, I wouldn't smoke weed all the time. I was like, this is insane. I'm like, does this happen to some people? Like, it was crazy. And it was a hash that I've been smoking, just some downshift from Green Dot, nothing new to me. Smoked it through my 14 wheel double, double fuse, been smoking for three years. I don't know if it was the combination of like dehydration and sleep deprivation and then weed, but um, man, I got so high. Like, I started. You ever get so high and you get an idea and then you feel like you have to tell someone like you just figure you just figured something out that like is always been in front of us. But as a, as a species, we just never saw and you just saw it and you want to tell everyone, dude, I was convinced that like, OK, so I is it ever since I was a little kid, I'm like, what's that little pocket inside your pocket for in your pants? You know, and when you put your hands in your pants. And if you have the right pants, some pants are just straight pocket, like the ones I'm wearing now. But usually the workout pants are where they have like these two pockets. My wife's always like, oh, that's because if you're working out, like there's that smaller spot where you can like a credit card fits in there or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't zip closed. Like it's just like a smaller pocket in the pocket. Do I was so high the other night? I was like, I put my hands in my pants and I was standing there and my thumbs went perfectly into those little pockets. And I was like, dude, pa pants are just mittens. And then like, I like, and I was just like wearing my pants around, but with my hands in them too. And like moving my fucking hands in there, like you do with mittens. And dude, I was like, and then I had to tell my wife and that she was just not stoked as I was, which bummed me out. Cause I was like, no, no, listen, you got to understand pants or mittens. And she's like, okay, great, Evan. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, damn, it wasn't that good, you know, but Hey. You know, you live and you learn, and that's how you know you had a good weed experience is when you're convinced that you figured something out that it's profound, and then you go talk to someone who's sober, and they look at you and go, okay, and you go, damn, I'm I'm that guy on drugs, huh? Fuck. But pants were mittens for a moment in my life, or vice versa. Mittens are pants. Hmm. All right, take a dab on this. Or step of my coffee. But yeah, this dab is probably going to rock me because I haven't been dabbing as much. Um, I, I go through these little phases of not dabbing, and I swear it's always whenever my fucking kiddo gives me a little little congestion or something she brings home from school. I'm like, well, because like, I'm a fucking brat, dude. I won't smoke weed if I can't taste it. Like If I'm congested at all and it's not comfortable, if it's not the most amazing weed experience every time, I don't want it. So I just won't even smoke. I won't eat food either. Like... Seriously, like I'm so close to becoming like a monk. It's just going to take away, take a couple things. Like if I was congested indefinitely, I would become a monk. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't fucking smoke. And I would just probably like probably end up reading some sort of weird scripture or something by the end of it. I don't know. But either way, I'm a brat when it comes to the weeds and all that stuff, even food. Like if it's all to me, it's always an experience like all the way down to eating. So if I'm not going to be able to enjoy it the way I like to, I don't even want to do it. But if I can't smoke the weed how I like to, and now this doesn't mean that I won't go smoke some mids, you know, through like a blunt, like behind a dumpster somewhere. Cause that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if me, if I'm congested and I can't enjoy weed, how my body usually does on a physical level, I don't want it. I'm not talking about the quality of weed or what I'm smoking it through. That's whatever. I'll smoke weed, whatever. I don't care. But if I can't, taking in how I like to and I feel uncomfortable if I'm congested and I smoke weed I feel like it makes me feel like worse if that makes sense all right I smoked some cream wrecker from green dot haven't taken a dab out of this gram yet it's fresh got it yesterday for the pod yeah like there's like only like I'm I'm like really the most easygoing and like passive person like but there's a the couple things that like if I'm congested, oh, I just won't, I won't be like mean or anything, but I just won't do any of the things I usually like to do. Like my wife, if she's not feeling good, she's like, she's down to smoke. She's like, I don't care. Like it'll make me feel probably better than I do, or at least I won't care about it. 
I'll be like, no, I'll just fucking sit here and just suffer in it and feel bad for myself. That's that's what happens if you, uh, you know, grow up going to Catholic school and shit. They indoctrinate you with some, you know, a certain type of thinking. You think that, like, if you're tarred on yourself, you're doing a better job in this world, but that's not the truth. It's better to just take care of yourself, and if you can find bits of happiness, go for it. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Instead of just sitting there and being a masochist. Say that out loud for myself, you know. And also, we're heating up the nail, too, so I'm trying to just feel that loud-ass torch sound with some sort of something. Alright, so... This piece hits me in a really weird way. Like when I smoke it, like it gets me, it doesn't have that much water in it. So the way it hits, it almost hits like it's like a really low water level pipe. So it's like so much like terps and heaviness um, to the smoke. You would think it would, like with how crazy this design is that it would like lose flavor, be like oversat, like it would be, you'd, you'd oversaturate the smoke in, in the vessel or in water. And it's just, it's not, it hits you. Um, let's do this temp reader on here and uh, see what happens. After this podcast, I got to go over to the other studio and help my dad. He's here. He's got today and tomorrow, his last days here in Colorado. He's been out here back and forth for the past month helping us work on our house, work on this new studio, you know. And uh, he's finally, we're gonna, we're all gonna take a break. I'm like, no one's coming out for a while. Like Cassie's mom's coming out next week for the first time in like five years or four years or something like that. So she hasn't been to our house in a long time in Colorado. Um, and she's coming out like five days after my dad leaves, but then after her mom leaves, I'm like, November, December, like we're not doing shit. All we're doing is blowing glass and making content. I'm not gonna fucking be construction, Bob the Builder. I'm not fucking going to do the whole, like, entertaining people thing. I just need to rest. What are you licking? My dog's just going, just licking. Loud, okay. I don't think I took too long. No, I'm good. that's all I'm taking because I know how it's going to hit me. I've been getting wicked stoned off the oil lately and I just, I just can't, can't today. At least not until everyone's sleeping. (coughs) (coughs) Oh God. (coughs) Oh God. I just need to grab a tissue. Excuse me. Oh, fuck. That is rude. But what can you do? Holy shit. The hash. The hash just... You know, it goes, this is my house. It goes in there and fucking pushes everybody the fuck out. It goes, this is my spot now. So that was everybody getting out of there. They got kicked out. Because the hash is there now. Oh, fuck. The weed was just checking things out. The hash moved in. Fuck. <coughs> oh my god. Oh, Terpasol. Fuck, that was a 500 temp too. See how nice that, like it's still like, there's almost a perfect temp on that, was it temp tech that I got there? But yeah, when I pull on this, you can see like the amount of like even the mob looks carbonated, the bubbles that are in there right now. This system like <coughs> bubbles so hard in the middle here. And then the way it dumps, it's just it's wild. Just fills that foot with bubbles. Yeah, that's why I want this directional water flow here so I can put the water a little higher and then blast like water down this uh upper drain you know visual water stuff or i could just keep it simple and make a mini tube with a little down stem in it 
and that works great too. That that seriously does. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is like one of those things that just I really have a fun time doing this kind of shit too. Um, come to think of it, I should do a run of mini tubes. I should do like ten mini tubes, like a special like holiday run of them or something. That'd be sick. Um, little ten mil mini tubes, like really traditional ones though, with like removable diffies and shit, and all like hand grounded, all handmade everything. Yeah. That'd be sick. Maybe I'll do something like that. I've been trying to find something fun I can do that's like not like super super expensive that I can do for the like something a little different for the holidays. Um, maybe a little run of specialty BMS mini tubes with like a unique shape but simple traditional components. Hmm. There it is. The hash provides inspiration. You know, it provides everything. That's what I tell myself. Anyways, if I have water and hash, we're gonna be okay. 100%. I am not that stressed. But once the water and the hash is gone, man, it's going to be tough. Uh, some days I'm like, would I take coffee or hash, though? Like, if I had to pick, like, because they're both so good, but I don't know if I'd enjoy one without the other as much, if that makes sense. You know? You get really, uh, these, uh, these things work great together, and you get really, uh, hooked to the experience once you, like, find yourself. I'm so stoned, right? I'm like, Dude, I'm not prepared for today. I'm not prepared for today. I'm not prepared. The world is not prepared for me. They're not ready for me to go talk to people. Concerned. Someone's going to be concerned. But I'll be okay. Um, I have to get something done, though. I think I'm going to have to have Brandon drive me around, though. This has happened before. I've had to have a Brandon chauffeur because I'm just like, bro, I did too much weed. You're getting paid to be a driver today. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, shit. I just want to show you difference in size. So you can see. And they're like, they're like a little different. Oh, maybe I should do them more like, hold on. I'm, I did the weed. I did the weeds. Hold on. All right. That's better. But yeah, you know, lots of ideas with making these pieces. Most of these builds are just for fun. I want to see how it functions. It's just like when I was a kid and I'd get Legos. And of course they came with instructions. But I'm like, yeah, what if you build it like this though? And I just wanted to see what it looked like when it was done. Because it's one thing in your mind. But what's it actually look like when you're done? And one of the coolest parts about being a pipe maker is not only do you get to like fantasize about what it might look like when it's existing in three-dimensional world. But you can also think about wait, how's it going to function or move matter? Like, what's it going to, like, it's a machine too. So, fuck. It's so fun. I really, this is why I need to get some rest though, because I need, I can't have my, like, inspiration and that, like, spark that keeps me going so hard, like, getting, like, burnt out a little bit. And I've been going so hard that, like, I've, haven't felt like my, like, like, I get creative and get ideas, but, like, I haven't felt, I'm too exhausted to pursue them. Like, I don't have the drive to be like, let's stay up all night and make this piece. I'm like, no, I got to stay up all night and finish these pieces for a drop because I'm only able to work at night right now because I'm remodeling the studio. And basically, I just need to get everything done so I can get, and I need to get some rest so I can get back to what I like doing. What I like doing is doing my drops and making prototypes and doing giveaways, even on public shit. I still do giveaways every month on Patreon, but I haven't done public giveaways in a while, which... It is really hard to though, because anytime I do, at least 20 people get scammed by someone being like, yo, you won, you just got to send me this info, and they ask them for credit card stuff, and then they fucking rob them, or they try to sell them a piece they don't have. There's so many scammers. This is, like, this is why I'm like, Instagram should really, really be promoting like a way for real people who own businesses to have a blue check mark so that they have a verified account for people who are, you know, trying to support their brand. If like, there's no way for like new collectors to verify, if they just see the same thumbnail picture or something, they just assume it sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it stinks. And I, I have friends and colleagues that have blue check marks and half of them are like, I don't even know. I just woke up one morning. It was there. And then other people tell me it has to do with having a management group that 
represents you and once you're represented by a specific group and if you can get 10 things published and like just random shit it could even be like blogs but you just your name needs to be mentioned 10 space 10 different places um publicly um in writing so they see that this is a company that's like people are talking about so that you don't they, there's a reason for verification but then if you go look at my page it's me spinning in chairs and smoking hash so it's like it's really hard for to justify things and have people take you seriously when you do what i do not that I want to be taken seriously, but there's a couple of things that'd be cool. Uh, but you can't have it all, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Which I don't understand that statement at all. You already have the cake for eating it, but you can't. So it's like you can't have, you know, just being objective here. So you can't, you can have the cake as long as you don't eat it. Or if you don't take the cake, you can eat the cake. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. Does that just mean that you can't have a slice and the whole cake? Or is that, I don't understand. Does that mean you can't have everything? I feel like a lot of these sayings that like our elders said to us were just justifications of why their life sucked at that moment. Like it was like someone made up a clever saying, so this must not be my fault. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of them I, I don't really understand. Well, I understand the one that's about as right as a two-packard billy goat because that means like, oh, that's about as right as something that's not right. So it's just saying, oh, that's not right, but in a fun way. Um, there's a lot of those out there that are fun. It probably depends on what area you come from. If, if you come from the Northeast, probably most of the sayings are a bit depressing. But if you come from like the southern part of the country, they're probably like fun and have something to do with animals and shit. It's a really weird thing for me to assume, but either way. Either way, what are we even talking about right now? What do you, how, I don't even know what's happening. Holy shit. I f smoked the Fortismo. I smoked the fucking pump station, which ruined me. Oh my gosh. I have to go like, I gotta go to Home Depot and talk to people there. At least it's just Home Depot. At least it's not like talking to my lawyer or something. At least it's pretty simple. Man, I can't wait to get into this new spot, have a fucking party blow some glass get inspired even more than i've ever been before why is this all rhyming fuck dude you ever just smoked that much weed so that's what happened to me today and it wasn't even that much i'm gonna smoke this joint because i think <coughs> i think this will fix it this will fix it today i'm going to the building and getting all the concrete forms on the bench though so we can pour concrete Pretty excited to do that. That's like one of my favorite parts of these builds is pouring the concrete. Because it changes everything. And it looks so nice once it's done. And then we get to put all the stained wood faces on everything and all the accents around the studio that are going to be stained wood. That's why it's like all white like that. And then we're going to have like dark stained wood all over the place to kind of like accents things. And I got my, this company that's coming to put like the whole garage door is going to be our new Bearmont Studios like logo. So when the doors close, like you'll see that all the way at the end of one room, it'll just like look superficial, a um, bunch of unnecessary stuff. But like, I want the guys and people that work there to be like pr proud of where they're working. I want them to be stoked in the spots they're working at. And I want them to be like inspired when they go in there to be like, damn, this is comfy as hell. I want to be here crushing. That's, also goes for me too because it's scary for me to not be working from home literally like it is because i've been here the whole time i've always worked from home um and i'm like definitely i'm close to my kiddo i'm close to my wife close to my diabetic best friend little grizzly bear my boy my kitty oh he's getting old it's stressing me out you ever get old animals and it just stresses you out like, damn you love them so much but i'm scared to not work at home but I'm excited for like the change because I feel like it might give me like this whole new like dynamic to my work and inspire me to do crazier shit with it. And you know what I mean? So I always try to find the silver lining because it's really lame to be like walking around and mopey about shit and just looking at the negative. It's so easy to see the negative. It's very complicated to find the good, especially when you're in complicated situations that could be, you know, challenging. Everything that's scary as humans, we have this like biological feature that just if we're scared, we almost feel like we're dying, like because fear is attached to the, you know, death. So it's like this. It's like we have this because we have all these ability to have all these emotions and like conversations, which means that we also have this other end of it that emotions can affect us physically. 
make us terrified and scared and sick and make us feel like our lives are in danger and all these things. So crazy. Um, on a microcosm scale, like I felt like that when all this shit happened earlier this year and we had to like relocate and change things, but nothing's changed that much. I'm just spending astronomically more money, but that's okay. Um, because I'm spending it on Bearmont Studios and our future. Like I'm spending it on building something cooler for the people who want to support us and be part of what we're building. Like it's just <coughs> better overall. So even though it wasn't a choice, it was forced, I have to constantly remind myself that like whatever happens, happens, but I am going into every situation and trying to find a way to make it a win and not feel like a victim. We talked a lot about that a lot last episode a bunch, but I it's like when I'm this sleepy and working this hard, I have to constantly remind myself because it's so easy for me to fall into a pattern of I feel bad for myself. I have to work so I'm, it's like it's my choice. Like I'm trying to do something wicked hard. This is a side effect of going super hard. Um, and you just got to keep yourself aware of it. It's like when you're doing a lot of mushrooms or acid or something, you have to keep reminding yourself, I'm tripping. I'm tri I'm just tripping. That was my choice. I was, everything's okay. It's the same thing with working yourself to the fucking bone. You have to keep reminding yourself, hey, it's okay. I'm just working really hard. I'm tired. No, I'm not depressed. No, I'm not an anxious person. I'm just sleep deprived. Like, it's just not reality. It's an effect and it's a side effect of going super hard. And once you're aware of all that stuff, it's a lot easier to mitigate getting consumed by those fucking emotions of working super hard or having a lot on your plate or having everybody around you ask a lot of you, whatever your situation is, everybody's dealing with something. Um, but it's really easy to fall into patterns that won't help you get through that, you know? So you have to find ways to remind yourself that I just did too much, man. We all right. I did too much work, man. I'll be all right. podcast helps me when I get to talk about this shit because then I like walk away from here and I'm like oh damn like I don't I wouldn't have talked about any of that and went down any of those roads unless I did that podcast so it's really uh we got to do them back to back and I feel normal I'm like oh man now I just have to get back to working out hopefully by next year I'm back to a really like normal schedule again where I'm like just doing the normal Bear Mountain thing. I feel like we had to put everything on pause this year because of this build-out in this new studio. But, you know, sacrifices, but, you know, not in vain. At least not, I don't think so. I think we're doing it right. I've had a lot of awesome people reach out. They want to participate or, like, work with us or come visit us because of what the studio is looking like. I'm like, oh, man, wait till no one even realizes the equipment. I went so hard. I went way too hard. Like, when people see what's going to be in there, it's just going to be like, it's going to be so sick. I went way too hard. But it's going to be dope um, because it's going to be a place that I'm, like, proud of and motivated to be in there creating, teaching people, and, um, you know, seeing where that brings us. Even if that's as far as Bear Mountain went, I'd be okay with that. Totally okay with that. If that's as far as Bear Mountain went, I got that stable as fuck and maybe I didn't work every weekend. Maybe I spent a little time like helping other people grow their careers or their businesses. Like, you know, like I don't, I just want, you know, like what all of us want is like, you know, a little bit of stability. This world is wild. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, I feel like any of us, at least me doing this podcast and Shit, like, I feel like I'm a lucky person, you know? I got to smoke weed all mor this morning. I had these guys installing our security system last week while we were doing the podcast, and after, they both told me how they wanted to quit working for the security company and come work for me, and I'm like, well, you guys don't have glass smoking experience? And both these dudes are, like, special forces. Like, one's a 27-year veteran of the Marines, like, in special forces, like, has, like, so many tours and stuff. Like, these dudes are fucking savages and they're like trained electricians like and and they were even they're like yeah if we worked for you like we can do all this electrical stuff this and that too and then like if, you know if anyone fucks with you we could be here you know i'm like damn dude this is crazy bro no they were super nice dudes it's it's crazy the people that you meet in this world that are like you know it's i couldn't imagine like doing like being like actually seeing combat and doing stuff people have had to do and just 
man, you know, we're not all built the same. So much respect for those dudes. You know, it just makes when I like talk to them and see like how like hardworking and focused they are. And like after like every up and down they've seen as being like a combat soldier, like you're just like, man, my life's pretty easy. Like my life's pretty fucking easy, dude. But fucking good people, good dudes. Um, crazy the people I've met haven't come to the studio because we've had to obviously like hire people to do certain things because we're not able to install the security stuff and we've had all the electrical stuff like we had anything we had to do all the permit work for obviously like we don't need permits for painting and shit like that but all the electrical stuff we had to have uh permitted and approval and done so we had to have other companies do that um all the guys that came to the electrical too they're like oh, are you hiring i'm like man why is everyone trying to like work here and i think it's because they're just like they liked the whole vibe of like just the studio even while we were getting it set up in there and they liked how like clean and nice things were and they like thought it was really interesting all the glass tools and stuff and you know like a lot of these guys i even told them i'm like like because a couple of them i was like dude hit me up in november and like come blow some glass and check it out and see if it feels like something you might be like willing to like practice and get good at but a lot of people that have like a mechanical mind that are someone that understands how to build things or do construction or man or fabricating, like they could do glass blowing. You just, it's like anything. It's a new like material. You just have to learn how that material works. Like, you know, don't overthink it. You know, don't compare yourself to the biggest artist in the industry. Look at it like uh, fabricating and it might be easier mentally to get over those humps or those, you know, plateaus and trying to learn how to do something that's challenging. But hopefully we can create a platform here in the future through Bearmont Studios and what I want to build here in Colorado with the different studios and stuff where the best glass blowers in the world start coming out of Colorado. Or, you know, they already, I think, are, but, you know, I think there's people who haven't even blown glass yet that are really going to be, like, that's that's what the craziest pipe hasn't even been made yet. You know what I mean? The person who's going to make the craziest pipe probably doesn't even blow glass yet. Um, there's so much room for people to make new shit. A lot of people get discouraged. They think it's already all been done. It hasn't. You just got to get into it. Try it. But yeah, episode 112. Thanks for hanging out today. Uh, I feel better. I'm not as stoned as I was a minute ago, but that was fucking terrifying. Um, terrifying how stoned I was. That was scary. No, no, still pretty stoned. I think it's the angle I'm at right now. It feels better. You know, maybe not enough blood's going through my head because my neck's bent. And I think that's maybe helping. Lack of blood flow. Maybe not. All right, episode 112. You guys have a great day. Sunday sale today. Uh, sign up for that newsletter at bmsglass.com if you want to take part in the next two Sunday sales, the last ones in November and December of this year. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to smoke there right now. Can't do it. Can't do it. God damn, dude. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck.